salutations from the love below, where we get deep beneath the surface and in between where we have been and where we are going. I'm Cece. And I'm Fab. And we are two sisters that give a fuck about each other, how we relate to one another, and we love to share all the dope shit that gives us goosebumps. All right, let's get into it. Let go. Who knows where this flower What is it about that store and the brand identity and how they feel or the product that sells them? Because now in this day and age with so many things that exist, like you said, there's 50 million black crop tops sold across like a bajillion stores. So what is it about the one place that you're buying it from that makes you do it? Hey, hey, little pod fam. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, post-Thanksgiving. Yes, happy post-Thanksgiving. Happy post-turkey having coma, coma for <laughs> seven days. Yeah, I've been, I've been eating lots of turkey. I'm actually really surprised. I got turkey at the grocery store today. You would think that I was over it. <laughs> it's like already a part of my DNA. I just finished my last leftover meal yesterday for lunch and surprisingly it wasn't disgusting it was still okay but it was also like questionable like "Mm, should i be eating this today was or yesterday was absolutely the last day you could have oh yeah did you hear did you see the thing that plies posted on instagram i actually don't follow him i'm actually i know (laughs) i know i'm actually gonna follow him this instant he deserves a platform where he can just be who he is. Like maybe like like a TV show on, I don't know what channel would have him, but he's a... It'd have to gem. be like one of those online platforms. Yeah. Or like Viceland. I think he would do awesome on Viceland. Mm. Okay, well, whatever. He, he did a post where he was like telling the rules of leftovers. And he's like, listen, people, okay? The second day, the best day. Leftovers are always better than the second day. Then the third day, all right, cool, have a sandwich, turkey sandwich. Fourth day, uh, all right. Fifth day, all right, you're going to get sick. Sixth day, you're in the hospital. Seventh day, die. <laughs> He's like, stop with the I think it's accurate. Like, throw it out after three days. You have to watch it. It's really funny. Well, six days, how do you feel? You feel like you need... You need to be admitted? Um, I might need like an enema. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> to all out, but no, I'm fine. A booty can. I just for sure don't want uh, turkey for a while. I know. I think I might just freeze mine. <laughs> well, besides turkey, I'm also really over myself. Um, mm-hmm. Why? I can't stop online shopping. <sighs> it's so bad. It's so bad i'm in the same boat as you i have not 
stopped shopping. When is it going to stop? It's December 2nd. Black Friday And they've been last going week. on last week, but it's felt like it for over a month. Yeah. Black month, not Black Friday. <laughs> well, at first... I felt like the sense of urgency, like I had to buy, I had to go right away and look at all the sales. I mean, I'm still looking at all the sales, honestly. Yeah, every day that I go onto a site, it's like, last day of the sale, don't miss out, last opportunity. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to get it. But then tomorrow, it's the same last day. <laughs> Next week, it's the same last day. Yeah, I went into Black Friday thinking like, okay, I've done enough shopping at the beginning of the month since it's obviously been sales all month. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to buy anything unless it's so worth it, can't miss it, like God have it, something that I've been wanting. And I um, am ashamed <laughs> at the damage that I've done after sitting myself down and saying that I wasn't going to. Yeah, every time I went to go buy something, I was like, yeah, I deserve it. Right. Like it almost wasn't even like a, I want it. It's like, I deserve it. 2020, I deserve it. I don't understand it. I, I never used to be like this, but I feel like we're all, I think the social media that we use the most is Instagram. And Instagram now has that choice at the bottom where mm -hmm. the home button is and like the shopping feature. They have the shopping yeah. feature now. So now you're just, um, Bart, not that we weren't before, but now it's OD. Like how many sponsored pages have come up and like you look at a shirt one day and then your whole feed is the same shirt. Or the same brand or like that or style. Something yeah, something similar uh -huh. to that brand. Like, And then when... It's crazy. It, you know that documentary on Netflix how capitalism. they're showing... Capitalism, yes. That documentary on Netflix where they're showing you how they're always listening to our conversations through our phones. and. Oh, uh, yes. Do you remember the name? no okay social something yes social dilemma yes. yes 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 that's it so just how they're always listening to us we think we thought so but now they gave us confirmation and i talk about yeah our cia agent yeah it's just listening i literally in. say like my elbows are ashy and then i get a, a freaking sponsorship for lotion <laughs> oh my god i was talking about um how one of my friends who's pregnant, because that happens now, um, is glowing and she just looks so amazing. And the next day I got ads for oils, like body oils to like glow for pregnancy. <laughs> I got ads for freaking um, prenatals for glowing skin. And I'm like, there's no way <laughs> I'm not even pregnant. I just feel like Instagram's become a marketplace. Like You know how Facebook has that tab that... It's literally called Facebook Marketplace and people sell like, you know, fake Gucci shoes and a bicycle and an old table from 1994. Like, I feel like Instagram is taking that and it's making it's well, it's really changing the app completely, but they're prioritizing the companies that are selling things like it's less about like the experience of seeing what your friends are doing or posting, you know, scenery or whatever <laughs> it's more about like selling i don't even see my friends on instagram anymore i have to see them in person because the amount of sponsored ads i have i will have to keep scrolling for maybe 10 minutes before i get to a post mm -hmm. of my friend that gets okay 70 likes right because now it's all about the numbers but i digress 
it's crazy. I did way, way, way too much damage on actually the entire month of November. But like, okay, so you know how every store had different percentages of what they were giving off, like 10%, 15%, 20%. I had a threshold. I wasn't buying anything or considering anything that was 20% or yeah, less. Because that is just the shipping cost that they're taking off. That's it. When you get to the end of it, it's exactly like the cost of the, the goods. Item, yeah, and if you so can, you're saving shipping. Yeah, and if you you can buy that item locally, then you're not. There's no difference. You're not saving anything. But it's almost like they make you believe that you're save you're saving this grand amount of money, and you have to. This is a an opportunity you can't miss. Like these marketing campaigns and the way that they target these ads for you are insane. It is, and they make you think that you need a hundred of the same thing. Like, we're just over-consuming all the time and under-appreciating what we already have. Like, I don't know, do I need 17 black crop tops? Yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's And that's consumerism. Like, well, let me explain. The the black top I just got, it is specific because it's missing a sleeve and it has a hole in the back. Right, and, and then the other one doesn't have that. Is doesn't have that. It's a strapless. <laughs> Should I wear the little Gucci dress? The little Gucci dress. Oh, the little Gucci, the little Gucci dress. dress. <laughs> it's just. And all I got was fifteen percent off of that shirt. I should have got like a half the deal because I'm missing a sleeve and a fucking hole in the back. But that's not what they have to offer us. They just want you to keep buying a million things. And that's what I think. What we're trying to talk about here is consumerism yeah consumerism and just generally like commerce on the internet um has grown substantially since i mean in our lifetime obviously was there we remember a point in our lives where that didn't even exist yeah and now look at us we rely so heavily on amazon on our two-day prime shipping um and if you don't have a prime account Someone you know has a Prime account and you're always logged into theirs. (laughs) (laughs) Fab. (laughs) All I do all day is just add things to the cart. We have probably 431 items on that cart that has not been bought. That's pretty accurate. Right? I think that was probably I think that it might be exact. (laughs) That might be exact. It's but my both sisters are on my Amazon account, which is great because I get to see what everyone's into and get new ideas for things. But everything, everyone's everything is always in the so cart at the same time. <laughs> I can look at the cart and I'll know exactly who put that item in there. Like, I'm like, that was for sure CC, or like, that was for sure our other sister, or that was for sure something. Like, I know exactly who bought each thing. And that's so funny. I feel like shopping is such a way of identity and way people create like a brand for themselves. Mm -hmm. So just how stores and, you know, companies have a brand and have an, like an identity of who they are, even like their audience, like who the type of person that shops at their store, like people have that too. And like, because of that, you shop at those stores. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, like the psychology behind like why people, Buy things one to begin with, two where they shop, and why, mm-hmm. um, and what makes them 
take that decision. Like, what is it about that store and the brand identity and how they feel or the product that sells them? Because now in this day and age with so many things that exist, like you said, there's 50 million black crop tops sold across like a bajillion mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. So what is it about the one place that you're buying it from that makes you do it? And what... Did you want me to answer that? Because I have a question for you. That's rhetorical. Yeah, it is rhetorical. That's how I took it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) stunned. But how would you say that they reel us in with, like, how do they use consumerism to their advantage? And why do you think we fall victim to it? Well, I think that there are several components to the act or the process of buying things and how they make us feel that they ride on. So I work for a marketing firm. We actually talk a lot about personal branding and developing your own brand. So we take a lot of the psychology that are done in the retailers and the organizations today. And there's so many things that play a role into that, you know, and it's like how you feel when you're purchasing something is a big one. You know, do I feel like I if I buy this subconsciously, like, will I feel or will I be the person that I want? Like, if I have this shirt, I'm going to look so chic. Mm -hmm. If I have this shirt, I'm going to look so sexy. If I have this shirt, I'm going to look so classy. Like, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, that company, and you can tell, you know, there's, like, stores or retailers that lean more towards of, like, classy longer skirts or you know like more fitted longer pleated like type of styles and it fits like a certain persona um and then there's stores like like fashion nova which is all about like accentuating the body or like looking sexy and like showing your curves and that's a completely different like feel that you're getting when you're purchasing the clothes so it's like what are you like going for, you know? And so they, all of their marketing, all of the words that they use to add, all of the models that they use to model their clothes, the colors that they use, the like in advertising, in the actual making of their clothes, all of that is affected by who their audience is. All their marketing is just narrowing it down to what they want you to feel, like what feeling Mm -hmm. they want to elicit in you. And if we can get 10 people to all have the same feeling, then now they're getting a good amount of people coming into their store and purchasing. And then if they can double that and triple that, the idea of having as much product available for as many consumers they can have. Right. Completely. And there's something called social proof. So, I mean, we've all seen it, right? Like we're walking by, um, (laughs) for us, it's like Pembroke Lake Small. Um, And we're walking by a restaurant that... With the cute guy working at Lids. (laughs) (laughs) well i'm sure that also helps but like a restaurant for example that's like super packed um or maybe the newest restaurant that just came out and you're seeing people post on it on instagram and then you start kind of thinking like damn like i want to go or like i'm gonna need to make it out there like there's got to be something good about it you know like that's social proof Mm -hmm. and There's a study um, by a company called Nielsen, a research company called Nielsen, that states 83% of consumers trust product recommendations. So like think of like the Yelp, 
the Amazon, like, you know, five-star review, how you can even sort products on five-star reviews, like all of those things are because we trust other people or we feel a sense of community or like, okay, if someone who, and even for clothes for me, like I love a company, uh, a clothing brand called ASOS. Mm -hmm. You can find everything. But they don't have, right, but they don't have product reviews on their clothes. Yeah. So when you're online and you're looking for something, not only can you not try it on, but I I can't tell um, if someone who's similar size to me fits in it, you know, like that's helpful for me to make my decision. Does it fit a little bit tighter than not? Should I go a little bit bigger depending on the fit? You know, those things like matter. So many companies do do that because of that sense of community, that sense of um, responsibility and some people do like reward people like that. Look at Yelp, you know, they have like an elite they have parties. group of people. Yeah, I'm saying, um, I, I know I, I know someone who's an elite Yelper and they have like the coolest events for them. <laughs> I'm like, all right, maybe I need to step up my Yelp I game. I feel bad though because I can never leave a bad review on Yelp, even if they were trash. I'm like, damn, like kind of, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, what's cool is that I feel like reviews have evolved. Like, so you talk like, about the food or like the taste like it doesn't have to be this place was good Mm -hmm. this place was Mm -hmm. bad like and it it's not just like the five star or the one star like you can actually say like okay the vibe was great but um the line was really long you know the service was slow but you're right like that's kind of hard to say too because who knows why the service was slow like and how can we really value everyone's opinion you know like not everyone has a good opinion when I think of Yelp, I think of customer service, and you only call customer mm-hmm. service when you have a problem or you're complaining, right? Like, so with Yelp, I feel like that's just a lot of complaints about the place. You, yes, you do see those like great reviews, like you have to go here, top rated restaurant in Hollywood, but a lot of places get fucked up because people just want to complain. Mm. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like I do see a lot of really good reviews. Um, and I find a lot of restaurants on Yelp because people either say it's good or, you know, I, I see the picture of whatever plate um, and I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to try that. What about you? Uh, those reviews <clears throat> definitely help me. And I do. Sometimes I question websites that don't have any reviews. Like ASOS is one of those. Like they don't allow reviews because obviously they don't want you to be swayed and not purchase. But I definitely do look at reviews and I kind of don't really like to online shop because I hate returning. I never go back to return and I'm not making the effort. I'm lazy in that aspect. It's like you tell yourself, I'll just return it if it doesn't Uh fit. I have so much stuff that I haven't returned. Exactly. You don't return it. So this year was the first time I really like indulged in Black Friday. And instead of actually going to the mall and purchasing, I've noticed that this year I bought so much more because I'm just clicking buttons. Mm-hmm. I'm not going into every store and physically handing the the teller my card and like that's so true. And actually buying the product and seeing it and holding it, holding it through the mall, holding these five bags. I'm like, okay, I have five bags. That's enough. I gotta go. No, I literally don't see it. It's in the interwebs, mm-hmm. and I don't get it until FedEx comes and knocks on my door, and I'm like, ooh, surprise! I got myself something. Satisfaction. Yeah. They say that like Black Friday and these fast deals is kind of like to our mind, like winning the lottery. Like you don't know mm-hmm. when you're going to get it. You don't know, like you purchase it and it's not there. Like 
a possible reward. Mm-hmm. And the rewards are each step of the way. And the thing is... When you're putting it in your cart, yeah. when you're purchasing, yes. when you're getting... Like the your packages on the way email. And <laughs> like the thing with the, the lottery email. though, and that's why this is way more addictive, is that with the lottery, there's a chance you don't win, right? Mm-hmm. But when you purchase something, it's always going to come. So you're like, I'm getting this no matter what. I'm always winning. When I winning. put my dollar in, I'm going to get that bell to ring. It doesn't matter. It's not the actual lottery, but it elicits that like in our head and we know we're going to get it. It feels like it. It feels like it. So we get that high and then we actually get it every time. Wow. And I absolutely fall for it every time. I mean, they're even there from that same documentary you were talking about, Social Dilemma. It's a a great one if you guys haven't seen it. It's on Netflix, Mm -hmm. but um, I feel like a lot of people have seen it by now. Um, It also talks about that, how the dating apps, how all of our social media apps, all of like the community-based ones, right? Like the ones that we all mostly use um, are all designed with that in mind. So like when you like something, you feel the vibration on your phone. Mm -hmm. Like that gives you the signal of a reward. And it sounds like, it sounds like it doesn't, like it doesn't sound like it would be a reward, but it really is like subconsciously. And it, it like continues to trigger you like to, to do it. Yeah. There is a article on the guardian. There is a guy that he did a study on just consumerism. And he was saying that the increase in prosperity is not making humans happier or healthier. According to several studies, increased consumerism evidently comes at a steep price. People are inquiring more debt, working longer hours to pay for the high consumption of lifestyle, and spending less time with their family and friends, community organizations. Excessive consumption can be counterproductive. The irony is that lower levels of consumption can actually cure some of these problems. Like, duh, if I stop spending so much money, then I'll have more money. That way I don't have to work these long hours all day to make up for it and now I'm not having time with my family my my kids and my loved ones and it's just the cycle keeps repeating just because we want to put on a Gucci belt well I mean we're getting thrown the Gucci belt by every influencer every you know ad every celebrity wearing this Gucci belt and it's like well now I need a Gucci belt to show that I can afford it that I'm cool that I have good taste like it's so many things that you don't think about um, that actually affect or impact the reason that you're buying things. We're all victim to it. I'm a victim to it. Like, we just kind of, like, work so backwards mentally. Like, why am I having a Gucci belt with, like, holes in my panties? Like, you know, like, so sometimes we, like, do that. Like, we cover up this nice luxury name brand, and we sometimes can't even afford it. That's why we're buying it on Black Friday. Do I need 40 pair of leggings in my closet? After I work out, I still smell like they're not doing anything for me. I don't need 40 pairs. I don't need the best. I don't know. I'm, ra- no, I'm rambling, uh, but I just, I, I don't understand why we do it so much when we know it's counterproductive. Kanye says it best. They made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. That's why Shorty's Holland with a ball is at like, and there's another part in the song that says the white man get paid off all that. Like yeah. it's all the, the big corporations, it's all the retailers that are just continuously, like I said, throwing that stuff in our face. And it's like, it makes us believe. And, and since we're so 
overwhelmed with that type of information and that type of advertising, we like really believe that we need it and that that's what matters. Well, they're amazing with and, that and advertising. It, yo, I mean, but they're like, and we kind of touched on it earlier. Like there's such a psychology behind every aspect in the advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many philosophies that state how different senses affect your ability to be swayed into purchasing something so for example like visually colors all signify different things so the color red signifies like energy increase in your heart rate Um, it creates a sense of urgency and you can often see it like in clearance or sales Um, the color yellow is an optimistic and youthful color it's often used to grab the attention of like window shoppers. So it's a like very attention grabbing. Blue is more of creating the sense of trust and security. You'll see that a lot in banks, so like Chase Bank um, and different businesses. The color green is associated with the wealthy. Uh, obviously, it's the easiest color um, to associate that to because of money. Um, it is also the easiest color for your eyes to process um, visually. Uh, so it's used to relax in, uh, in different stories. Um, the color black is a very powerful color. It's uh, sleek and it's used to ma- uh, to market luxury items. So, I mean, if you think about black, it's always like the chic, the stylish. Um, and so they use things like that. Purple is used to soothe and calm and it's often seen in beauty or anti-aging products. They use purple and pink, obviously geared towards women and young girls because of its feminine nature. Um, but all of those things, like look at McDonald's, they use yellow and red. And there's actually said that McDonald's uses those colors. One, because those both colors, aside from like the urgency and your energy increase um, and it's optimism that both of those colors bring, they also signal hunger in the body. Mm. So when you're in there, you become hungry. And like even the their logo looks like a fry. So you see it and you think, hmm, those McDonald's fries, like, let's ride. And you're in there. Chick-fil-A fries but all yellow day. And all day. But see, there you go. Like, the energy, like, Chick-fil-A uses red. Um, yeah, I choose Chick-fil-A, too, all day. Um, but the yellow and red is, is said to increase your hunger. And it's also said to increase um, urgency, as I mentioned. So when you're in there... It's meant for a quick turnaround time. So McDonald's uses it so that people go in, buy what they need to do, and leave so that someone else can come right after them. And they focus on the quantity of their people as opposed to the quality of their food, of their service. You know, like you don't think quality when you think of McDonald's. Like you don't, in in, in any sense, right? Customer service, quality of like the, the type of their food, the ingredients that they use. Um, their packaging, even though some <laughs> their flurry McFlurry machines like that don't work. there's no that never work. Um, there's no sense of like real quality there. Like it's very like you think clearance almost, you know, when you're thinking of McDonald's. Yeah, but so they use all these tactics to get us, and they do. And I think there's also good to. There's a good aspect to Black Friday and like us shopping. It's providing people with jobs and creating jobs. Oh, yeah. But also like we're really fucking with the planet 
in ways that we can't repair. And you would think that there are aspects of it that are more eco-friendly, but it's absolutely not, especially our number one culprit, Amazon. How much did he make this year? Oh gosh, some ridiculous number. I remember telling you that not that long ago and I have to look it up now so we can find it. But I'm saying that he, not he, the company itself, like is so wasteful. Yeah. You have the option and I like that they do give you the option, but it sucks because you're never going to choose it. Basically, it's the, do you want everything shipped in one package? You can be eco-friendly, but you're going to have to wait an additional three days. Or you can get... Well, even with Prime, like you would still wait until whatever product, like if the product, let's say, is not Prime, all of your stuff that you ordered, even if some of them are and some of them aren't Prime, will all get there at like the latest date, basically. Mm -hmm. Or they give you the option of having everything sent to you as it's ready. Like, hell yeah, I want my blue blocker glasses to look at the laptop like tomorrow and I can wait for my scrunchies on Saturday. (laughs) Like, of course I'll want that right yeah. now so it's good the that they have the option yeah, then i'm going to say yes. right but what yeah what's the likelihood that you're going to do that like it's so fake mm-hmm. <laughs> you're so fake like you're trying thanks but what's really the likelihood of people doing that it's not happening they know it and that's why they it, have so many workers now have you heard like what the workers say a work day there is like oh gosh it's no horrible like i had two clients that actually worked at Amazon and they were women and they would work 12 hour shifts of non and they worked stop packaging and if they didn't if they had to use the restroom they literally might as well hold her pee the entire time i've had one of my clients kept getting UTIs because she kept holding her pee because she was scared to get out of line and not make money what is this like a factory like hard labor yes, job yes. that we hear this like with a terrible day factory work slavery. in the u.s that's crazy so these people they worked in like the distribution, the distribution. centers like the packaging, yeah, the centers. packaging centers and they were women that wow. didn't have papers so that's supposed right. to show you that right under our own noses where we're buying these packages from they're not ethically treating their employees but they're not held to by law because these people don't have papers exactly. so they, they can't document they can't even document their employment with them and this is amazon Hmm. that's really interesting because i um someone we know in our family like started working as a contractor for amazon and they would box things like things from different distribution centers would get mailed to their house they would relabel them like i guess amazon would send them the labels so they would relabel them like fix up the box and then send it out to the mailing center they contract those people out so it's like they're contracting these p these companies these distribution companies um where they can hire these undocumented workers and they're not held liable because their contract means that like Amazon's untouchable. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like there's so many loopholes around how he can make they can make yeah. that work. Honestly, we're gonna have this is going down in history. Like there if we still have books in thirty years with these this is gonna be something that kids will be learning in their history book. 
Or their history tablet. Yeah. Or history pr- VR projection. That's in their glasses when they click their button three times. <laughs> and the other, most of the kids are watching like, some show. Le- three times with the left eye, and then two with the right, and then one more with the left, and then you're watching. Oh, shit. I went to the wrong channel. <laughs> I was reading that in 2019, uh, the worldwide sales of e-commerce, so anything that was purchased like online or um, like through you know hg htv whatever that channel is where they sell you know, the ones the, that your mom yeah like the, the infomercial ones like the ones your moms watch at like 3 a.m <laughs> um so basically anything like any e-commerce um is amounted to 3.53 trillion dollars last year Ooh. and it's projected to grow to 6.54 trillion by 2023 trillion Trillion. trillion. Mm-hmm. With a T. Wow. And the biggest verticals, so the biggest like um, arenas of product or service that have the most sales are toys, mm. hobby items, and DIY. Really? Isn't that and interesting? You would think that DIY would take away from that. Well, DIY like also can be... I mean, it can be so much. It can be like materials for, I don't know, what do you do for DIY? Like paint. Yeah, like making your <laughs> <My> own house. <laughs> making your own furniture <laughs> or like making, <laughs> what else do you DIY? Your own, yeah, people do like their own furniture, things that you don't have to spend a lot of money on for the home. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know, like maybe... Um, like decorating stuff around the house, like making those types of things at home, like that can be considered DIY. Yeah. And so is hobby, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe it's like drones. Who knows? But I think all of this is to say that like they're trying to make us feel something. That's what we're getting at. Us going to a product to make us feel something is like a void that we're trying to fill. Do you think that's like a Ooh. void that we all commonly have together or does everybody have a different void that they're filling by purchasing these items? This is a very existential question. Mm. <laughs> and I feel I feel personally victimized. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to tell me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I think everyone has different voids that they need to fill. Um, but I do think like, for example, 2020 has left us all with a collective void that we're trying to mm. fill. Um, like I'm bored at home. So what do I do? I'm consuming information or entertainment online and it just happens to be infested with ads where I'm like, Ooh, this looks interesting or wow. I think I'm going to try that. That looks so cool. I think I need it. You know, it's so funny. I bought so many clothes and who's going to see me? I'm wearing a mask. They don't even know it's me wearing the cute outfit. (laughs) <laughs> who's that mystery chick right? have a fucking mask well, on when things go back to normal you uh be so will be last season ready to stunt not in my last season dress are you crazy oh that's too much like yes of course we need a car we need food you know and we can enjoy luxury items i'm not saying that like you shouldn't i think we all work hard and if you have a lifestyle that you want you aspire to have and provide to your family 
off board like work hard bust your ass and get there and like spend the money that you feel you've worked so hard for but like there's I think there's a fine line or it's a thick line between appreciating the goods that you have and just being um glutton can you say that glutinous Glutinous. being glutinous it sounds like gooey (laughs) you're very gooey it is you're a gooey person gluttony you know like I feel like there's they're very different. Maybe it's gluttonous. Right? Shit. Uh, I only have an accent or can't pronounce words. It's not even an accent. I think my pronunciation turns into Spanish sometimes when I'm pr- pronouncing English words. I think that's what an accent is. Yeah. How to say gluttonous. Almost like, like mochi... Glutinous rice texture. Glutinous. Glutinous. <laughs> like mochi glutinous. There we go. Okay. So would you say that you think it's more gluttonous of us or is it us just enjoying what we worked hard for? Um, I think with e-commerce and social media, I think we have become overly indulgent and glutinous with our consumption like i think we absolutely overconsume, um and i don't think it's really gonna get better you know like i don't think that we're going to there are people who and and it's really really nice to see there definitely are people who are like this um but they're consciously making the effort to be this mm-hmm. way um because they've realized the impacts like we were talking about on the wastefulness of of e-commerce of mailing and packaging think of all the boxes all like you've gotten a box from amazon where it's like this tiny little box or maybe even a big box for like this tiny thing and there's like a bunch of those little like popcorn things inside of it like what ha- that's one or there's box. a box you know how many of those? a box inside of a box inside of a box yep and it's one one item that you purchased so i mean i owed you a scrunchie so i got you a scrunchie on amazon and that whole one scrunchie yeah. came in 40 boxes. And that's... Exactly. What? It's crazy. But there are people who try and be mindful of that. You know, they, like how certain stores reward you for using reusable bags. Um, and now people are doing more of like a conscious... Um, being more of like a conscious consumer. So they're shopping eco-conscious like brands. They're buying less. Um, they're doing something called buying secondhand. So you're going to like a consignment store or like a thrift store um, and buying things that have been used or like just gently loved that you can rewear and get plenty of use from as well. And then I think another feature of like a conscious shopper, someone who's going for quality over quantity, right? Because like I mentioned something like Fashion Nova, Fashion Nova or like Forever 21. I think Forever 21 is like the perfect Perfect example example. or like H&M. Like you wear the shirt once and it's done. It's shrunken. It like looks like crap the next time. Yeah, like after one to like three washes. One wash, it's over. It's right. So that's fast fashion. And all of that stuff just gets thrown away or donated. And if it's donated, it's probably used for a little bit, but ultimately just thrown away to like fit within a very temporary fad. You know, it's that's really crazy to think about when you try and like step out of the whole picture of how much waste it comes with 
fast fashion. But most of us, um, and I can somewhat speak for myself, fall into the category of like an unconscious shopper. Mm-hmm. So I love, for example, shopping with my friends and family. Like you're not really being mindful when you're with your friends and family. You're just enjoying your time. Browsing. Yeah, you're you're like it's an outing eating away at time it's an outing exactly it's an event so you're enjoying you're trying to consume so you're just gonna buy um or the people who buy when they're tired or hungry lonely bored upset like i'm such an emotional shopper Mm -hmm. like if i don't feel well i'm like uh i'm gonna buy this you know and it's like obviously i don't think about it in the moment like that but when i look back i'm like i can always tell when i'm like either maybe really happy or like really not so happy and I'm definitely turning to the stores um to give me some sort of feeling honestly the void and then let's see the, there we go there's your void the way I see it is that maybe like we are over consuming so much and trying to buy so much because we're we have the fear of being without so we just you know like are like laying it up like we're going into winter and we need to harvest and make sure all of our goods are here like I think it's uh, a human aspect of us to like want to have so much to make sure that we're never without. But mm-hmm. that kind of comes from like a scarcity exactly. mindset. Exactly, and that's like, and that's why we fall for these deals because we think that we don't have enough, or that mm-hmm. and that kind of reflects like, are we enough? Like having that mindset of like, like I think wealth is a mindset. If you tell yourself you're broke or poor all the time, like you're 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 hearing yourself say that, and you're gonna eventually convince yourself that you've reached a limit and you can't go any more than where you are. Mm-hmm. So always going and getting like cheapy quality things. It's like not because you can't afford it or you can. It's like trying to get so much of it. You're just thinking that you're never gonna have enough, and this right. is your only chance. Right. Instead of investing and knowing that something can multiply or give you long-term use out of it. Like you don't really invest in your money or yourself um, and anything really. Right. And that's maybe you can like help explain that. We're not saying that if you have the money, go ahead and spend on something that's more quality or we're saying people like us that just buy so much that we don't need. Um, Mm -hmm. There's the, there's an argument that like, okay, well all I can afford is forever 21 and I need a good amount of shirts. Like, what would you say to someone that that's all they can afford, but also you don't have to buy so much either? I still shop at Forever 21 here and there. Like, I've definitely found myself on the store and like I've found like a cute dress or something that I've needed. But you're right. Like, it's not something that maybe I wore. Actually, there are some dresses I have that I've had for a long time that are from there. So uh, to, to that point, I think it's about what you're buying from these stores. Um, being more mindful with buying something because it's in fashion or it's in season and it's hot right now versus is this something that I can wear, you know, next spring or next summer maybe and it'll still look good. You know, like a classic V-neck. If you buy that from somewhere that is like good quality Um, and maybe like a mid-range price point that's good for you like that's gonna last you forever Mm -hmm. so for me I used to buy like a ton of them and they were like not that good quality and you're always going back to buy more right so I ended up going somewhere 
say like spending a little bit more than I was used to. And now I've had that shirt for such a long time. And it's like my tried and true white mm-hmm. V-neck. So in order to consume less, I think it's worth investing just a little bit more instead of trying to like, and building your closet or building your wardrobe little by little, as opposed to trying to do it all at mm-hmm. one time. And that's just for clothes. Right. <laughs> and there's the overconsumption of social media, the overconsumption of me- of music, the overconsumption of food, like, you know, everything in moderation. Right. Or completely disconnect and detach from reality because you're lost in social media. Or it could be if you're a person who isn't as mindful of what they're consuming in terms of food. So you're just eating to pass the time or like me earlier I ate like a ton of chips because I was anxious um as opposed to if I was more mindful about it you would eat when you're hungry Mm -hmm. and when it makes when you're supposed to you know and like with this overconsumption we're misusing land and resources poor countries are suffering immensely because of this of wasted food do you know how much food we just waste because it's has a brown spot on it like the banana has a brown spot and people don't want it it's not appealing to the eye and they can't give it to people on the street that need the food they, they throw it away and that's it's crazy it's a that's a liability for restaurants mm-hmm. or grocery stores and there are some who are giving it to like local shelters which like props to them but most don't you're right there's a, a fact here that i got off of the guardian Uh, The United States is the overall worst performer when it comes to per capita greenhouse gas emissions with a per capita carbon footprint of, I don't know what tones is, but it sounds like a lot, 18.6. Tons? No, T-O-N-N-E-S. Oh, yeah, I think it's still tons. Hmm. 18.6 tons of CO2 equivalent. The unit used by researchers to express the sum of impacts, there we go, of different greenhouse gases, such as carbon dioxide, methane, nitrous oxide, and sulfur. So we are the biggest culprits (laughs) of bringing us down right now. On the planet, I believe it. I completely believe it. There's literally countries that are living off of solar energy right now. Props to you guys. We're 5.5 times higher environmental impact over the world average in Mm. highest consumption. Wild. Well, see, that kind of goes back to like what we were saying about being like a mindful shopper versus being like an unconscious shopper. Like, I'm sure people buy because something is of good quality, so they reuse it. Instead of always wearing something completely different, you're making... And I I speak a lot about clothes, but, you know, let's say like you have a leather jacket. You don't have 12 leather jackets. You have one, you know, and you're wearing that with different outfits. It makes it look different. Like they're wearing the same things and making different outfits out of it. And for as much as I shop, why do I have nothing to wear? (laughs) Because you're not a mindful shopper. (sighs) (laughs) It's a full circle moment. (laughs) Thanksgiving just passing and us going ham and cheese in the mashed potatoes and sweet potato casserole and fried ham. 
I thought this was a great opportunity to mesh the idea of overconsumption and it's fitting to talk about overeating, you know, this gluttony that we were talking about earlier. Um, I kind of narrowed down it to three prototypes of people that overconsume food. Do you want me to break it down? Break it down. So the first person is the one that won't eat all day and they binge and eat everything in sight because one, their body needs it, they need the fuel. And two, it's almost like they see it as a reward for not eating all day. It's like a treat. Like, okay, finally I'm eating. I'm just going to eat everything in sight. Or like, oh, since I didn't eat all day, I guess I can I can manage the, the calories. Exactly. I know someone like that. <laughs> I know a lot of people like that. Uh, the second yeah, person is the true. person who eats with their eyes. So the people that their eyes are bigger than their stomachs or they just put everything on their plate and they associate food with pleasure. And those endorphins that they feel that are released when they eat is addictive. And they just want to make sure, they just want to, they, they eat until they physically can't eat anymore because they're, mm. they're just so over excited to eat this sweet potato casserole. I know someone like that too. And then the third person is, we could all relate, is the emotional eater. So it kind of sounds like the second prototype where they eat with their eyes, but instead based more instead of visual it's more based on the emotional so the person who will eat um if they are going through a breakup and they want ice cream or they had a hard day at work and my boss was being a fucking dick all day like i'm gonna go get my favorite takeout i earned it or for us women when we're menstruating we use it as a reason to eat all the chocolate and sweets and ice cream and chocolate covered donuts and everything that we want to eat in sight. And don't you dare say something to me because I will chop your head off. Because hormones. Because hormones. And you don't have them, so shut up. I mean, you have them, but like you don't get it like me. <laughs> Not like us. Not like us. I know someone like that too. I think I know someone like that falls in every one of those categories and I fall under every yeah, one of those categories. Yeah, we can kind of like interweave between those categories. When you catch yourself over consuming, like it's a good, I ask all of us to just maybe catch ourselves one day or look back and think of times that we've done that. And what were, what was your mental state at that moment? Like, were you so excited and you were happy and you're having, and that's when you were overeating or did you not eat all day? And then you were like, God damn it. I'm so hungry. I'm just, I can eat everything inside. I can eat my arm. Like that's how hungry I am. Or were you going through a breakup and you, that was the only thing that made you feel good? And that sounds a lot when you're putting it or viewing it from that psychological perspective that in every one of those scenarios that you listed, they're filling a void. Exactly. Yeah. And when you want to fill a void, you want like the cup to overflow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to feel massive amounts of every one of those feelings or anything that you don't want to feel right 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 so when someone does have a, uh, an event or they do experience you know a moment or an evening or a day or a week or a month of overconsumption, yeah, um how do you like not beat yourself up for it you know like because there's I mean, and you see it too, like start of the new year, you as like someone who is very into fitness and works with people um, in the fitness world, I'm sure you see a lot of the talk of like, you know, it's January, run off, 
Newly. Or even like Thanksgiving, like burning off all the calories that you ate, mm-hmm. you know, like detoxing to like come back from the damage that you did. Like, how do you not like villainize well, an, uh, a time like that? I like to first educate people on as to why they even gained the weight in the first place or why that overeating and that because at the end of the day, it is um, you have a relationship with food whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's addictive. And I like to educate them on to why it is, it even comes up in the first place and what's happening in the body. So they can understand not just emotionally why they're eating like that, but like physically why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's really just goes down to your blood sugar. And when your blood sugar is mismanaged or it's too low or it's too high, like too low because you haven't eaten all day or it's too high because you just went ape shit on like Nilla cookies because they're filled with crack. So obviously, um, and your body sees that fluctuation in your blood sugar as a stressor and mm-hmm. your blood sugar should look like a flat line. No, you're not dead. It's just like you're processing your food correctly. And that stressor causes cortisol to go up, which is your stress hormone, and then you retain fat. We don't want to mess with our blood sugar like crazy by eating so much at once. It just leads to a plethora of health issues, not just gaining weight, but diabetes and high blood pressure and just you feeling like shit. Like like we said, like why do we do it to ourselves? We know it's not gonna be fun at the end. Like buying so much clothes isn't fun at the end you're you're like fuck how am i gonna patient now when you buy more mm-hmm. than you can when you bite more than you can you feel like shit after you go ape shit on those nilla cookies so okay yeah like blood sugar and the way it, like that all triggers our body in different ways but why how does that correlate to eating and like how does that correlate to wanting so much of it so when we initially eat a lot, like say because we're happy or we're going through something, we eat, say, a big ass bowl of vegan lasagna. I'm eating it because one, it's meatless Monday and I think it's healthy and I'm out with my friend, it's 9 o'clock p.m. and we're enjoying ourselves. And because it's healthy, I'm just gonna eat all of it. And we like make an excuse to eat it, right? So there's that, we, we ate all that food. Now, the body, everything that we eat and everything that we consume or anything that enters our airways goes through our liver. Our liver is the master detoxer. So anything that we eat goes through there to get filtered. Those toxins get removed through our skin, through our, um, the way we, when we sweat and when we excrete it through pee or when we go to use the bathroom number two, if we want to (laughs) be sweet. Um, so if you're eating too much food, imagine like a dumpster that's just overloaded. It can't do anything else. If the liver doesn't have enough space to process your food and eliminate the toxins, it stores all those toxins in your fat cells. And the reason it chooses your fat cells is because most of the toxins are fat soluble, meaning that they're fat loving. So they bind to each other. So all these toxins that are in the food that it's trying to eliminate now adheres to the fat cells and your body is so smart and it wants to protect you at all times. So it doesn't 
detach itself because if it detaches itself, it goes into your blood, which goes to your heart and goes to your brain, the most important organs to keep you alive. So it's smart in the fact that it just holds on to it. And it's very hard to get rid of it because it's, it's stuck. So trying to avoid that from happening because once you do overeat, don't you ever feel like sometimes like, okay, you ate like a huge ass meal and then after you're like, fuck, why am I still hungry? Yes. Like I just ate so much. Why would I be hungry? It's because mm-hmm. you ate so much. What we eat is considered glucose. That's the energy that's transferred to in the body. From, from food. food. So when we have so much, we dump so much in there. There's a, there's a, sorry, there's a hormone called insulin that the pancreas excretes and it tells the body to digest all the food. It's not a calculator, so I can't sit there and be like, okay, I have 20 grams of glucose here, so I'm going to excrete 20 grams of insulin to help break it down. Digest it all. Yeah, like it doesn't do that. So it's just like, all right, I'm just going to take, I'm just going to dump all that I have to take care of this mess that's right here in front of me. Like, let me sweep it up really quick so no one sees it. It sweeps all your shit up and then your body's like, bro, we have no food. Like, what's happening? And excretes another hormone called ghrelin, which makes, tells your mind to tell your body that you're starving, that you're in starvation mode. Gruel. Yep. So when you overeat, you're just kind of tricking your body into thinking that at the end of the day, you're still hungry because it just tried to take up all the dump all at once. It didn't, you didn't give your body time to process the food. So it's not so much like what you eat, it's like how much you eat your portions. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. There are many times where like I craved for emotional reasons, like my favorite thing in the world, I love Froyo. Like I'm craving Froyo, let's go get Froyo. And then the next day I like feel really bad about it. Yeah. Like, I had way too much or, like, you know, we ordered out and ordered out, like, a big meal and ordered out dessert. And I'm, like, super full. And the next day, I feel, like, really guilty about it. How do I, like, how do I not feel so bad about it? Well, one, I think where everyone should start is don't beat yourself up. It already happened. You can't go back in time and not eat the froyo. You know, like, you just have to, like, the more you stress about it, the more stress you're adding to the body, and then the more you're going to hold on to it. So, come, it's okay. It happened. Now let's get to the root of it. Like, why are we self-sabotaging? Because that's what it is at the end of the day. We know the outcome, and we choose to do it regardless. I mean, if it's here and there, like, that's cool. Like, you know that you want to, like, Go and enjoy yourself for your, for whatever the case. It's like, as long as you don't Saturday. see it as something wrong, then your body has an mm-hmm. easier way of digesting it than if you are like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, I shouldn't be eating this. Right, like allow yourself to enjoy yeah. it. And besides okay. like the mental part, like if you do have a night where you overindulge or whatever, you're like, you had a fucking box of pizza, it happens, like whatever. Um, um, because they say like, I know that there's people who will claim like if you have one of those nights like detox the next day and um you know like do extra cardio to burn it off like how do you feel about like is that does that um, work so i think there's a 
a conscious way of doing it, not beating yourself up and running like 10 miles because you had an Oreo, you know, like, um, there are things that you, sh you can do and will help you detox and help eliminate the food that you ate. I would say the best thing you can do is just, I always suggest working out after a big meal. So it could be like literally just going outside for a walk, just move your body so you're not just sitting. You kind of mentioned like working out after having a night of like that. And isn't that kind of like shaming yourself for eating the food? So that goes back to the mindset. Like there's you punishing yourself so you're going to work out after you ate all that. Or there's you like, okay, let me make sure that I'm good after this. Like you take, whether I mean, it's, it's wouldn't like it be you like taking care of yourself or are you punishing yourself? So continuing on with your everyday life. Yeah, just you know? continue on. Cool. Do a 30 minute workout. It's just like after a heavy meal. If you're having, if you had a really heavy meal, just go, I don't know, go for a walk outside. Like, and don't skip a meal, like for the next one. Like, just because you had a big meal one time, the next meal, don't skip it. You still need to make sure that your body has a good amount of food throughout the day. And take a probiotic. It's going to help balance out the, the bacteria in the gut. What we talked about in episode two. Has anyone bought that probiotic? I actually need to get one, so I'm going to buy that yes. one. I'm out of mine. Yes, get one. Always have one on hand, especially with, like, we just don't know what's in our food all the time. And it helps you go to the bathroom in the morning if you're not regular. TMI. Just helps keep things moving. Yeah. I mess with it. So I'm sure you've seen on social media, mostly Instagram, how Spotify is doing that 2020 wrapped thing. Oh, yeah. Have you seen, seen yours? It's so fun to see like what their music preferences. And how everyone listens to Bad Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really funny. I didn't people that I didn't expect to listen to, to him was like in their top songs. It was like yeah, top one or two song. Like he is such a hit for everyone. He really is. He's um, a special guy. Shouts to bad bunny what have you seen any of the songs that are in your top yeah so let me pull it up here i have a good mix i would okay, say give us your look through your list because i'm looking now and it's actually a very long list kind of scroll a little bit and tell me like five that are like hell yeah those those are obviously on my list hmm. uh dj snake j balvin and tyga tiga however you say his name Loco Contigo, mm -hmm. that's such a fun song. So, okay, that one. Uh, Good News by Mac Miller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Only You, 112, Notorious, <laughs> B.I.G., <laughs> and Mace. I gotta add my baby Drake in here. Give me a second. He's on here several times. Do Not Disturb by Drake. Let's see... Uh, Sunday Vibes by Masego and Medicine. Mm -hmm. That's a good one, too. Um, okay, that's five. Those are all good songs. Those are all great songs. Thanks. There's a, also, I feel like I didn't add any Spanish ones. I'm really surprised. And there's a ton of, like, you know, reggaeton and, like, urban Latin music. Mm -hmm. That's on here, too. I feel like that's been like a theme for a lot of people this year. Like a lot of people have been listening to reggaeton this year. Like it's been the year of yeah, reggaeton. Yeah, it really has. And it's so exciting because 
it always brings me back to like middle school parties mm-hmm. and like that was real reggaeton that was good and we lost it for a while and i feel like we're just getting it back we're getting it back and it's like it's, evolved yeah. so much because there's so much influence with different genres now and i think all, a lot of music which is one thing i can say about music in general is that it's just evolving and there's a lot more mix like n- things don't fall so neatly into categories anymore yeah it's kind of like it got a makeover yeah a makeover and now it's just pretty ambiguous and it doesn't fit in a little mm-hmm. box let me see i have let me see where well, i listen to this song a lot by saint john and lenny kravitz borders That's oh a really yes good one. such a good song um by dennis f-e-r-r-e-r ferrer yes how do i let go it's more like a, a house, which I just got into. Mm-hmm. Um, more like tropical house. Finally. I'm finally into it. Late to the Very game. late to the game, but I'm, I'm so into it. Um, let's see. Snow Allegra, I Want You Around. Who else do I have in That's here? a good one. Throwback. Nas and Jenny, When You Owe Me. Drake and Rihanna, Too Good. Another throwback. <laughs> a good one such a good one mm, let me give you maybe two more Raphael Sadiq Be Here never heard that oh, song oh listen to it sweet and wow these are very I have a lot of slow songs chill songs okay this one's not hyper but I have to put you on to Alex Isley have you heard of her? no I just blessed you. Listen to on to you, but she puts two as two, like the Roman numeral. I'm telling you, she is a gem. And she's been around for so long, but she's just very under the radar and makes the most beautiful music. So, I mean, is there anyone that you can, I I don't like to say that, but like, I guess compare her to, like her sound, her Mm -hmm. vibe. Who do I think of maybe our style of music like is she giving you like alina baraz is she more of like a sabrina claudio is she like none of them she's like none of them do you know who cleo soul is Mm-mm. Mm. they're all like the very like they call them avocado singers because so they're so like, creamy and like the way they like they sing is just so like uh, uh, like you like the inks the teenage angst um but it's such like a beautiful way like they do like an r&b like teenage angst and it's creamy to say the least oh that word's kind of (laughs) creamy i should i like that word the heebie-jeebies so this week's playlist is really just going to be a compilation of some of our songs that have made it to the top 25 played this year as well as some songs that we've been listening to as of late and that we're just very grateful for um kind of Staying in the theme of gratitude and appreciation from Thanksgiving, I am still hungover on food, just as I am hungover on gratitude. Hey! (laughs) Getting used to this thing. (laughs) Have you guys done the Spotify wrapped? Honestly, I don't even have that report, that really pretty report that everyone's getting. I've just seen the playlist of my most recently or most played this year. Um, But drop in some songs that fell on your list so that we can make one epic 2020 playlist. Yeah, that would be good because 
these are our top songs. We're not just getting people's, you know, the song they like they just listened to recently. Listen, it's like their favorite songs of 2020. So if we have everyone's favorite, it's gonna be a dope-ass playlist for sure. Everyone's gonna send us Safaira by Bad Boy. <laughs> <laughs> We've also overconsumed our time here. Would you say so, Titi? <laughs> yeah, we have uh, overstayed our welcome. <laughs> We're going to see ourselves out. You guys can go ahead too and enjoy the rest of your day or your morning or your night or whenever you're listening to this and whatever day you're listening to it. Yeah. Be along your merry way, my friends. It's been great as usual. Um, we would love to hear what you guys thought about the episode. Just give us a shout on Instagram. That's where we've really been interacting with most of our our beautiful, loving, supportive audience. <laughs> I really can't say it enough, and I'm gonna like continue to remind you guys how much we are so happy that you're still tuning along with us and just still so open to giving us feedback and letting us know how we're doing and helping us make this even better and enjoyable for you to listen to and not just because you love us. And I know where you live, <laughs> so, so you have to keep listening. We know where a lot of you live. <laughs> We're always watching, just like the people on your iPhone. Your FBI agent. Yes, FBI and CIA agent out. And out. See you guys next week. Bye.